Welcome to episode two of the first 40 miles. If you're new to backpacking, or if you're hopelessly in love with someone who wants you to love backpacking, then this podcast is for you. We'll talk about the essentials, how to lighten your load, and how to make the most of your time on the trail. I'm your host, Heather Legler. And I'm Josh Legler. And this is The First 40 Miles. Today on The First 40 Miles, the top five surprising places to find backpacking stuff. The Summit Gear Review will feature a women's Keen brand waterproof shoe, the Backpack Hack of the Week, You'll learn how to make a high-calorie snack that won't crumble on the trail. And we'll wrap up the show with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, Nathaniel Hawthorne. All this, and that's about it, today on The First 40 Miles. Josh, do you know anything about trail magic? Trail magic, yeah, I, I just recently heard about it, but I guess it's where little miracles happen along the way when you're out backpacking. Yeah, it can be something as simple as a bottle of water, fresh and cold, just sitting there on the trail waiting for you. Or in some instances, it can be miraculous, like uh, say you broke a shoelace and the next camp that you come to, you actually find a shoelace at your camp. There are all sorts of stories out there about trail magic. We actually experienced a little bit of our own trail magic on a recent hike in Oregon, Our family went to McIver State Park and did about a five-mile loop around the trail. And our six-year-old and 10-year-old were getting kind of antsy toward the end. In fact, they kind of decided they didn't want to hike anymore on that trip. (laughs) They wanted to sit down and wait. I don't know what they were going to sit down and wait for, but we encouraged them along and said, hey, we're, we're so close to the car, about a mile, mile and a half. That didn't really change their mood. And as we we hiked along, we were getting closer to our car, um, but I looked up into the trees and I saw a dozen perfectly ripe blackberries. Now in Oregon, that's not really a miraculous thing, but at this point we had passed berry season. Berry season is about mid-July through mid-August, and we were hiking in mid-October. So to see these 12 perfectly ripe blackberries was a trail miracle. It was trail magic. So I I made the family stop and I quickly picked the berries and we we each had a couple of these perfectly delicious, flavorful blackberries. That lightened the mood a little bit and we did make it back to the car alive, mostly happy and <laughs> it was a really it was a really neat thing to find on the trail. Yeah, I'll say those were delicious blackberries. Um, you know, I wasn't expecting that in, in October. Uh, so they, they were wonderful and, and gave a little boost to the spirits of our children. So it, it was a great find. Yeah. And as you're hiking, look for those little moments of trail magic. Well, Heather, uh, let's talk about your top five list for today. The top five surprising places to find backpacking and hiking stuff. I think when people are getting ready for a backpacking trip, they immediately think, I need to go to the backpacking store. That's where I'll pick up all my gear. But sometimes you can find things in unexpected places. So the number one surprising place to find backpacking and hiking stuff is the craft or the fabric store. This is a great place to find those teeny little containers, like maybe a a little tiny lip balm 
container that you can put some sunscreen in or to put maybe some foot powder in or something. You can also find parchment paper there, which is really great for um, for taking notes on. It's waterproof. Um, you can find lightweight fabrics and waterproof fabrics paracord. There are all sorts of things. So as you're as you're doing your shopping, look around and try and think of things in a more unique way. Try and think of things uh, a little more creatively. The number two surprising place to find backpacking and hiking stuff is the dollar store. I have found really interesting things there. One of the useful things that I found was a PVA car drying towel. So what it is, it's like a kind of rubbery feeling towel and you can use it as a camp towel, but it's very, very absorbent. So people use it to dry off their cars to get it squeaky clean and totally dry so you don't get water spots, but it works fabulously as a camp towel. The dollar store is also a great place to pick up matches, collapsible water bottles. It's another great place to pick up really small, tiny containers that you can fill with liquids or um, powders for your backpacking trip. You know, the... The camping stores, they have everything you need and everything you'd want even. Uh, they have all the small stuff uh, as well as the big ticket items. Uh, the thing is in those camping stores, you're going to pay premium prices for everything, even the small stuff. And it's really surprising what you can find at the dollar store. You know, when, when it's something cheap that you need, you might as well go to a store where it's going to be cheap. It's not something that needs to last a long time or anything like that. So save your money go to the dollar store, get those cheap things, uh, rather than buying everything you need at the camping store. Exactly. And don't be afraid to buy an item just for the container. And you can dump out the contents of the container when you get home. I know at my last trip to the dollar store, they had these little beads that you could put on your fingers, like on your fingernails for doing uh, nail art. And the little containers that they came in were the perfect size for, for sunscreen. So... So think creatively when you're in these stores. Number three surprising place to find backpacking and hiking stuff is aliexpress.com. This is kind of an interesting website. I don't know if a lot of people have heard about it, but it's basically amazon.com in China. So everything that you get there is going to be manufactured in China, shipped from China. You have to uh, be kind of careful as you read the descriptions because sometimes it will say that it's made of a certain material, but it's not. <laughs> so uh, like if you're searching for a down comforter, um, a lot of times that will show up in the search. But as you read the materials, it'll you'll see that it's a down alternative. But I've actually purchased some backpacking and hiking things there. I recently got a really nice nylon poncho there, and it takes a few weeks for things to arrive. We also purchased a pack on AliExpress.com. Yeah. And you know, it didn't take too long for uh, these items to arrive. I think just a couple of weeks oh, yeah. for the pack. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we got the pack. It looks very nice. Um, as I look at it, I can tell where where the corners were cut in terms of quality. Uh, you know, it's supposed to be an internal frame pack, and I wouldn't exactly call it an <laughs> internal frame pack. It's not an external frame pack either. It's actually what I would call a frameless pack. Uh, so it's it's more like a day pack that was just enlarged. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have adjustable torso height between the shoulder straps and the, the hip belt. It's a little lighter on the padding. Uh, like I say, it doesn't really have the structure of a good high quality pack. However, we're going to have our kids carrying that pack. Uh, they're going to abuse it. They're going to outgrow it. So, you know, for $50, 
it's probably going to work fine for some family outings. Yeah. And the great thing is a lot of times you can find things for free shipping. Also, be careful with prices because as you search for things, prices range from extremely competitive, very low prices to absolutely absurd. So just keep that in mind as you're shopping. Know what price you would pay at a camping and hiking store and then look for something competitive on that website. And the ship time, we've had experiences where things have come within two weeks and then other times where it's taken over a month. And just make sure you read all the the information about the actual product and the reviews, even if they're written in Look for those stars. <laughs> so if you want to be adventurous, roll the dice and go to AliExpress, A-L-I Express.com. The number four surprising place to find backpacking and hiking stuff is the grocery store. A lot of people enjoy getting the dried, uh, the freeze-dried foods, and they'll pick those up at a hiking and backpacking store. But you can find freeze-dried things at a grocery store or things that you can bring with you that don't require much food prep time. At our local grocery store, we can buy bulk cheese powder, bulk nuts, dehydrated hummus, electrolyte drink powder, and other high calorie items there. We also have a discount grocery store down the street and I have found some fantastic things there. A lot of times it's closeout stuff or things that have been damaged in shipping, but I can find fruit and nut snacks, exotic cheeses. Sometimes there's really high-end snack things that are all organic. Just make sure you check the date on things because you don't want to be out backpacking and have a bag of rancid corn nuts in your pack. No, I guess not. (laughs) So another place you can look in the grocery store um, is the deli at the grocery store and just walk up to the counter and tell them that you're going on a backpacking trip and ask if you can buy a few packets of mayonnaise or mustard. They might even have some other things like relish or oil and vinegar, things like that. If you ask them if you can buy some packets, often they'll just give you some packets for free. A few months ago, I was at a Mexican fast food restaurant, ran into one of our uh, backpacking buddies, Steve, and uh, he checked in with me there to to make sure that I was loading up on salsa packets uh, while I was there. So he spends the entire year loading up on condiment packets so that he's ready for his his annual week-long backpacking trip in the fall. Um, I don't know, that's over the top for me. But now we're thinking, you know, he might be the perfect guy for us to uh, start sending a condiment of the month envelope to him just anonymously once a month and, you know, see what he does with it. He would love it. (laughs) What's it going to be this month? Um, You know, I think maybe a selection of ketchup brands, Hunt's, Heinz, whatever. He would love it. Another grocery store that you can go to is an Asian market. And actually, any ethnicity market besides your typical American grocery store is going to have things that will blow your mind on the trail. Coconut milk powder, coconut meat, coconut chips, roasted seaweed sheets, seaweed snacks, sesame seeds. All of these things are extremely high in calories, which is what you want on the trail. So definitely go check out another ethnicity of grocery store. And um, I think you'll be excited about what you find there. The number five surprising place to find backpacking and hiking stuff is your recycle bin. Look there for small bottles, containers, milk jugs, small plastic containers, those sturdy commercial zip top food bags, water bottles, Foil takeout containers, you can make a windscreen out of those. The plastic takeout salad containers, soda cans, cat food cans. I'll stop my list there, but um, (laughs) 
Yeah, in fact, speaking of the recycle bin, uh, in episode one of the first 40 miles, we outline how to use a recycled milk jug to make a collapsible kitchen sink that you can take backpacking. So be sure to check that out. That's right. And one of the favorite items that backpackers like to take with them is a cat food stove. Don't just take a can of cat food with you backpacking. There's actually something you can do with it. And I think we'll we'll do an episode soon where we do a DIY cat food stove. Here on the first 40 miles, we created the Summit Gear Review. It's the most comprehensive gear review system for backpacking gear. The Summit Gear Review gives you a 360 unbiased look at backpacking gear before it goes into your pack. Summit stands for Structure, Utility, Mass, Maintenance, Investment, and Trial. Today on the Summit Gear Review, we are reviewing the Women's Keen Coven WP Shoe. The WP stands for Waterproof. Alright, Structure. What is this shoe made of? This is actually waterproof leather and mesh upper, and it has a dry, waterproof, breathable membrane. The shoe probably has about two inches, two to three inches where it's completely waterproof around the base of the shoe. And so as you're walking through uh, wet grass or if it's, um, you're walking through brush that's dripping water, it's not going to get the sides of your shoe wet. The shoe has a really sturdy feel as you wear it, which um, it took a little bit of getting used to because I I like to hike in just my running shoes and those are really lightweight. The midsole is made of EVA, which is a polymer that is soft and flexible and it has really great low temperature toughness and stress crack resistance. So these are gonna be really durable shoes. It also has I don't know what this means. Hot melt adhesive waterproof properties. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. It sounds exciting. So if you're walking on lava, I guess, <laughs> I wouldn't try it. But anyway, they also have resistance to UV radiation. So this shoe is waterproof. And what I love about it is that it doesn't make you feel like you're wearing a plastic bag over your foot. They're very breathable. And I was actually really surprised by that. I loved the non-tie bungee cord type laces. And they actually, you don't tie them like a traditional shoe. There's a little thing that cinches down on the elastic bungee cord type closure on the shoe. And I love that because I don't like feeling like I'm trapped in my shoe. So it was really, really comfortable in that way. And like I said, it's designed to let the moisture out of your feet, but not let moisture in. I have no idea how they do that, but I really feel like, like when I wear um, like rain boots or snow boots, I feel my toes get all wet and damp and squeaky because they are rubbing up against each other. And I didn't feel that at all with this shoe. Yeah. You know, I generally, I hear people recommend that that it's actually better to go with non-waterproof shoes because they're breathable. Uh, And that waterproof shoes, you know, the downside is that once the water does get in, it doesn't get back out. They stay wet for a long time. They're generally heavy as well. Uh, so yeah, I'll be interested in in hearing your experiences as, as you talk about how you trial tested these shoes to see if they really did stay dry for you. Yeah, these shoes, the website says that they're about 13 ounces, but when I weighed them, 
they were one pound eight ounces. So that would be what, 13 ounces a shoe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, approximately Roughly. 12 ounces per shoe. Um, you know, the weight on your feet is actually a really important thing to be aware of. Uh, typically, weight on your feet requires five times as much energy for you to carry it as it would if it was on your back. So it's good that these shoes are lightweight. <clears throat> if you shave a pound on your shoes, that's equivalent to shaving five pounds out of your pack. That's a big difference. Some people really like full-on hiking boots, but they're very heavy and we really don't recommend them. Lightweight shoes really are the way to go for backpacking, even when you're carrying a fairly heavy load on your back. So the maintenance of these shoes is fairly simple. Because most of the shoe is waterproof, that can just be um, wiped off with a rag. And if you're going to be hiking in wet conditions, that means you're going to get the shoes muddy. And these shoes are very simple to clean. If you're going to care for your leather, uh, it says to gently brush the shoe with a soft bristle brush. This is from their website. Or hand towel to remove loose dirt and debris. And that stains can be treated by rubbing a gum eraser in a circular motion over the location and lightly brushing afterwards. Uh, I don't know if I would go through all of that um, <laughs> just to get a little mud and dirt off of my shoe. So No, just stick them in the closet, pull them out next time you go back. And then like you'll be fine. <laughs> smack them together before you go out again. So um, the shoes, if you want to get the adult size, these are $110. But since I got the youth size, it was $65. So ladies, if you can fit into an eight and a half or an eight, go ahead and buy the youth size six. Make sure you look for the European size because that will give you a really good indication of the actual size of the shoe. European sizes are more accurate. And I think this was a size 38, um, a youth six. I did take this on a trial, uh, a trial test, and we hiked five and a half miles on a rainy day through rain, wet grass, mud, a rocky river shore, and I have to say I was impressed. No squeaky toes. My feet were perfectly dry. I could feel the ground and, you know, kind of grab it with the soles of my shoes. I was impressed with the amount of vertical toe room. Like I said, I don't like being trapped in my shoes, and so I was really happy that I could move my feet up and down, my toes up and down in the shoe. I may eventually add more padding inside the shoe, and maybe it's because it's a youth shoe, but there is not a lot of padding in the shoe. So if you have sensitive or tender feet, take that into consideration and do add a little bit of gel padding inside the shoe. I didn't have any problems with my feet getting wet at all. And if I did, like say I were to, you know, do a river crossing, I would probably just change my socks afterwards. I don't, I don't think these would hold water in the same way that a traditional leather hiking boot would. If you were to do the same thing and uh, ford a river, you could probably just tap these out a few times and they would, they would be good to go. Well, I'm impressed because I would usually recommend going with a non-waterproof shoe. Um, how do you think they would perform on a more strenuous hike if, if you were... Uh, you know, a higher exertion level might be sweating more and, and have more moisture coming off of your feet? That's a good question. Um, I wore two pair of socks while I was hiking, and I feel like the socks are meant to absorb moisture, and this shoe did a great job of letting the moisture that my socks absorbed, uh, letting that out of the shoe. 
Um, but if I were to take this on a more strenuous hike, definitely more padding in the shoe. Hmm. I felt like it wasn't as padded as my running shoes were. And all good hiking shoes actually come with removable insoles. Uh, and really the reason behind that is they they generally sell the shoe with a pretty lightweight, minimal insole. To some extent, they actually expect you to pull that one out, throw it away, and put in a, a, a replacement uh, insert that is uh, fit to your feet. Um, so in, in the shoe stores and camping stores, you can get various uh, insole inserts that go from a low arch flat foot kind of shape to a medium arch to a high arch so you can get the perfect fit for your foot custom you know it's sort of customizing that hiking shoe to you well let's move on to the backpack hack of the week what do you have for us today well today's backpack hack of the week is homemade nut bars and you can pay a lot for nut bars in a store, but these ones are crazy easy to make and extremely delicious. So like we've said before, when you're backpacking, you want to, to pack things that are high calories per ounce. And these nut bars are 150 to 170 calories per ounce. For a multi-day backpacking trip, you generally want to aim for 120 to 150 calories per ounce in your food supply. Uh, so uh, even pure cooking oil is 250 calories per ounce. So uh, you're coming in at 150 to 170 on these nut bars. I mean, that's that's a pretty impressive calorie density there. And much more delicious than drinking canola oil. That's for sure. <laughs> they take about two minutes to make, so it's something that you can throw together pretty quickly right before a backpacking trip. And here are the supplies you'll need. You'll need a medium pot, a spatula, an 8 inch by 8 inch pan, and it can be glass or metal, and you'll need a sheet of parchment paper. You'll also need, for ingredients, two tablespoons of butter, two cups of mini marshmallows, and two and a half cups of your choice of nuts and seeds. So that can be anything from sunflower, chia seeds, flax seeds, almond, pepitas, uh, peanuts, cashews, just whatever you prefer. So what you'll want to do is heat the butter and marshmallows on low heat and then remove that from the heat after it's all melted. You'll want to add the nuts that you've chosen, so two and a half cups of nuts to the butter and marshmallow mixture. Stir that really well so it's all combined and then pour that or press it into a parchment lined 8 by 8 baking dish. And if you want, you could even grease up your fingers a little bit while you pat it down, or you could just fold the parchment paper in and kind of press it, press it in. And if this reminds you of another recipe, it's because it is almost exactly the recipe for Rice Krispie Treats. Ah. It's Rice Krispie Treats, except it's made with nuts and seeds. And it really is infinitely adaptable. And what I love about it is it's not overly sweet. You have the saltiness of the nuts, which... I like to add salted nuts. Um, and there are infinite flavor variations. You can add a dash of cinnamon, some vanilla. You could even throw in some dried fruit like cherries or cranberries to mix it up and make it colorful. The bars end up being, depending on what, what size nuts you use, about a half inch thick. And if you wanted to double the recipe for larger bars, you can also do that. They're very simple, perfect for the trail. They will not fall apart while you're hiking. So I'm just thinking we can remember this as a, maybe a rule of twos. 
two tablespoons of butter, two cups of mini marshmallows, two and a half cups of nuts and seeds mixed and it, all together. It takes two minutes to make. And two minutes to make. How do you like that? Uh, the I think the the key here is that everything you put in there is contributing to the calorie count. The butter, the marshmallows, the nuts and seeds, every one of them is bringing calories to that to that bar. It's great. So try it today. We'll leave you with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, the American novelist Nathaniel Hawthorne. He said, I cannot endure to waste anything so precious as autumnal sunshine by staying in the house. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you liked this podcast, like us on Facebook, The First 40 Miles. We'll see you next time on The First 40 Miles. Bye.